0: Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Oh my goodness, you guys. Let me just ask you this question before you hop into this episode. What if, what if you found out that the only way to healing, that the only way to the goodness that God has for you is to first embrace grief? Mm, I know your pits are probably sweating right now because the truth is it is the only way. Embracing the hard parts of our story is our first step to accessing real freedom. And that's what me and Carrie Scott Garcia, my good friend, talk about on this episode. She has this brand new book out right now. It's called Free and Fully Alive and y'all, when I tell you, we cry on this episode. We talk about the hard parts of our story. Oh my goodness, we we talk about being honest about the things that God is working us through and Carrie is just one of those people that have been doing this work of healing, of transformation, real heart transformation, and not just behavioral modification for 25 plus years. She's just a powerhouse. She's certified in trauma story narrative. She's got certifications in life coaching. She's incredible. And I really do hope that you lean into this episode and allow both me and Carrie to help you find freedom. It's a good one. Check it out. Well, hello, folks. You're listening to the Still Coloring Podcast, and my heart's beating a little fast for a few reasons. I want to let you know. Number one, we just had a mock-up worship moment, um, and it was loud, and it was crazy, and it was a little ratchet, if I'm just going to be 100% honest. So my heart's beating fast for that reason. But the second reason is because I have one of my dearest friends on the podcast today. And it's not even that we're really cool, you know? it's more so that we are very alike which should scare you in so many ways okay we're loud we're crazy yeah. we've got ratchet past. we love jesus we'll do anything for the lord at this point a whole bunch because he has yep. literally set us free in more ways than i mean well shoot we can't fit it in this podcast all the things but we're gonna no. talk about some things today I'm excited to have my friend Carrie Scott Garcia on the podcast. Carrie how are you Hi, doing? This is I'm just so good. I'm just so good. I'm starting my morning
1: off with the 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 unbelievable Tony Collier. So I knew I got, I jumped out of bed. I was like T I double G er today. I was like Tigger, just jumping out of bed. Like yeah. like ain't nobody know what kind of day I'm about to have.
0: Who cares about the rest of the day? Because this first little hour, about to this go this first jump. little hour.
1: This is it. This is it. I bounced around
0: on my little tail, all (laughs) just happy. Okay, but it's a really (laughs) special day today that I have to give a shout out to. You guys are going to hear this episode a little bit after this day. But this day Mm -hmm. is the day that Carrie's book comes out free and fully alive. Oh, yes. Whoa, I got the chills a little bit for some reason. I'm not sure why. I'm definitely not cold. Maybe that's the holy tingle. Okay. That is. That's it. Whoa. That's it. Yeah. I am so excited about this Book and project. And I'm excited that God saw fit for me to fly all the way from Atlanta, Georgia to Austin, Texas for only two days to record this podcast. And it just so happens that the day and the time that worked best for you was literally on your launch book day. I do not yeah. think that is a coinkadink. I don't know about you. Nope. But I definitely nope. don't think that's a coinkadink. And I think no. the reason why God saw fit for this day to happen in this moment of time is because we're in a series right now called Worshiping When It Hurts. And all mm-hmm. throughout the series, we've been talking about this idea of like pressing through pain and like showing up and loving God anyway, in spite of. And I just don't think we can do that well without mm-hmm. being able to process through pain well. And I don't think that's just about slang and scripture or singing some mm-hmm. fancy songs. I think it's about doing the actual work. And your book and your all your whole existence, okay, is about doing the work, okay. So first, right. I want us to start off, Carrie, with you telling people like what you do, why you've spoken into this um, topic all around freedom and healing and pressing into pain. But let the people know, like this ain't you, you're not new to this, okay. We got Allender Institute certifications, okay. <laughs> all the things. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I run a nonprofit called Freedom Movement, which started about 10 years ago. And really here in a nutshell, I believe that out of the particularities of your pain Mm. comes the particularities of your calling. When it's been like your story in the hands of your pain will produce destruction, but your story in the hands of God really does begin to produce freedom and calling. And so for me, I've been doing this work, I've been doing this work for 30 years, which I know is shocking because everybody's like, what are you talking about? She's 28. And I'm like, that's adorable. Thank you. But uh, yeah, thank you. My birthday is next week. I will be 49. And I, here's the thing is that like for the past, I would say 10 years that Freedom Movement started, I just was like, man, what would it look like to get up and start helping people? Now, I know this is going to sound controversial, but let me tell you, help people to yeah, right. This where I'm on the I, here I am, still coloring podcast. Let's but go. the truth is, what would it look like for us to stop saying, I'm gonna overcome my story? In fact, what would it look like if we started to embrace our story? And really the whole idea around that is overcome is to leave. And and that's not actually what God's asked us to do. He's asked us to embrace our story, allow him to tend to it. And when we do that, the integration begins to happen. And freedom movement is all about helping people integrate their whole lives to helping them reclaim who god created them to be and mm. we do that through a tons of trainings tons of different i mean there's all kind of, you know all kinds of different things that you can get involved with but it's really become my life goal yeah. to be able to it's really like my hell no not on my Come watch on. and so i just really want to help people get the how and this is why we're so similar right because yeah. the how is so important to yeah. us because we yeah. knew a lot of stuff in our head yeah we didn't know how yeah we didn't know how and so that's just what we do, and and it's in all kinds of different ways. So freedom movement, my heartbeat, that's what we're doing.
0: That's what we're doing. Here's mm-hmm. what's really exciting about this. Like, my people on the podcast are 100% the people that care about the why and the how. And mm-hmm. the what. Like, what are we talking about here? We're talking about your story, all the nooks and crannies and the crevices and the painful parts of it. The The why is because who doesn't want to live a free life on this side of heaven? Like, who doesn't want right. access to the power of God? Who says you don't have to just wallow around in the sadness that is the ratchetness of this world and the things that we've been through? But there is actual freedom that God offers right here in the here and now. But today I'm excited because we're gonna talk about the how. Um mm-hmm. because you give so much, I mean, just like juicy meat. That doesn't sound good, but I am excited that I got to say it on the podcast. You give so much good <laughs> juicy meat in your book that helps us actually process it through. And I say this all the time. like I always want to have a professional that's doing this work, that's in the mental health space, that's in the emotional health space on the podcast, because we could literally talk about like worshiping when it hurts and you're laid prostrate in the church or in your war room, and your prayer closet, but never actually get up on Monday and figure out how to practically process through this stuff. And so let's dig into the juicy meat. Carrie, Please. talk to us a little bit um, about what it means to embrace your story, specifically the painful parts of it, and, and tell us why people don't want to do it and why we should. What a well, what a great question, Tony. Thank you, my um,
1: friend. Here's the truth, okay? We let, let, let's just break this down super quickly. Yeah. We were made for shalom. We were made for peace. We were made uh-huh. for the garden, right? And we know that somewhere along our story multiple times whether in big infractions or little infractions there shalom has shattered in our story there has been goodness we were made for goodness the goodness was ripped apart taken apart whether through slow paper cuts or large gas gashing wounds right gaping wounds and so what happens to the human spirit is the human spirit will always try to find the place of least resistance to feel to not have to feel pain if there's no one there to actually hold it So the human heart goes, man, I'm hurting. I look around, usually when I'm younger, who can hold this? My own parents, my own pastors, they've got their own stuff. So they don't know how to minister directly to what's going on with me. The enemy gets involved in all of that. We won't go down that road right now. But it moves down into what I call, especially in the book, I call the cycle of false freedom. And it's these places of behavior modifications that we move into to try to mitigate that shattering in our story whether big shattering or little shattering, and we move to places where we can go, this helps me not feel pain or not feel less than or whatever. So that can be, I mean, that can be anywhere from like drugs and pornography to ministry and people pleasing and success, you know, all these things, right? Yeah. My body, whatever. One of the things that I found the most is that when people... They look at this cycle of false freedom and they go, "Man, if I could just do better, if I could just do this, I'm gonna. I know I'll get off drugs and I'll start going into ministry. This yep. is my story. The problem is, is we don't deal with why we did drugs in the first place. We don't deal with why we're looking at porn. We don't deal with. Wait a minute, I'm I'm hustling with no rest, and so this has become my idol rather than it becoming an outflowing of my heart. I say all of this because one of the things I've discovered is. We don't like to grieve. We don't know how, we don't know what, to, how, like, how to engage it. We believe that if we're gonna grieve, it's gonna move us to despair. If I open up this gaping wound that I have, I'm never gonna get out. I'm gonna bleed out, right? And so what we see though, per the scriptures, uh, Paul says in Second Corinthians, he says, hey, listen, I am so glad this, this letter that I gave you made you grieve. Because it's moved you out of earthly grief, which will move you to despair, into godly grief, which will move you to hope. And that's a, that's a lot of why I think helping people understand that the, path, the bridge over that cycle of behavior modification, that kind of pit that you're sitting in and trying to find, is really this pathway through connection and grief. And I just think we don't know how to do that very well, and we're super scared of it, and we think it's going to take, it, take us out when in actuality it's going to be the very pathway to freedom.
0: Okay, hold up, hold up. I need, I need someone to get this today, okay? So first of all, you say a line that I love so very much. I think I actually quoted it in my book. You talk about this idea of behavior modification versus heart transformation. And what's happening is, if I hear you correctly, okay, we're in, we're in class now, guys, get your notes out. Um, mm-hmm. What When we have hard parts of our story, what typically happens because we avoid grief and the real process of embracing pain is that we really just end up with the result of behavior modification. We modify something, but there's no true heart transformation. There's no true change for real, for real on this side of heaven. And then I also hear you saying, and maybe someone, you're going to get a little bit mad about this, is that the only way to true freedom, the only way to actually transform your pain into healing, into divine purpose and freedom in God, in this world, Is by grieving. Is that what you're saying? Is that what we have to accept here today, (laughs) Carrie? Yes, you
1: have to. We we have to actually look at the. If the truth sets us free, then we actually Mm. have to look at the truth of our life. Yeah, and we have to go. That that was painful. The problem is, is that we live in a culture, especially Christian culture, where we minimize our story and we use scripture out of context. Like, well. I leave what is behind me, behold, I move forward. Well, Paul wasn't talking about his story. He was talking about the focus of where he's gonna go. I'm no longer gonna seek the riches of this world or the platform of religious status. I'm actually gonna seek God. That's what that context is about. But if we notice, Paul wanted to jump right into ministry right after the shackles come off his eyes. Instead, Jesus pulled him away for three years. And he had to work doing some of the painful parts of what he's learned and experienced. He had to grieve the fact that he was part of murder. He had to sit in those places to be able to go. Now I can solely focus on the Lord. And so when I say this, and I want I want to hear you, I want you to hear me. Grieving cannot be done in one. It's it's done in three pillars. Oh, we oh, grieve by, good, through through connection to self. Right. We we grieve with connection to self. I need to name what's happened, right? Like in your book, you talk about, this is my story. This is the truth of it, right? Then we have to grieve with invitation. So this first is illumination. I connect to myself. The second is invitation. God, I want you to enter into my story and tend to the parts of me that are hurting that I did not receive from earthly family or earthly friends or whatever. And then the third is now i bring in others into that the connection to others because we cannot actually move in that pathway of grieving through just being it's just me and god i'm just gonna grieve with nope you've gotta allow others to enter and we know this psychologically that yeah. when we bring others in and we share through honest and trusted spaces yep. and we grieve in trusted spaces that actually parts of our brain that were traumatized and and damaged actually begin so cool to heal and grow back our hippocampus which helps us regulate our bodies begins to grow back we're so and we're so nerds awesome and we love when it when we do this yeah i am such a nerd well, because the truth is is yeah. that look at i, I mean look what that does
0: i know so i was just about to say it because lo- like we have been through some dark stuff okay we could just like mm-hmm. n- drugs alcoholism mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. all over things and people. Okay. Um, Like, mm-hmm. and it, like you're not looking at people who have just modified who we are. We've literally mm-hmm. been transformed down to the cellular level in the way that yes. we process things. When something comes our yes. way now that triggers us, that makes us upset, whatever it is, we literally can handle it and process it better And have a better outcome because we've literally been changed down to the cellular level.
1: Yeah, it's it's just really beautiful.
0: Oh, but I got an announcement for you that you are going to want to peel your ears open. It's going to be shocking because it's pretty shocking myself. I get to partner with my girls lisa whittle and jamie ivy for eight days as we explore the land of the bible y'all we're gonna be walking where jesus walked we're gonna visit sites from scripture and experience the vibrant culture and enjoy laughter and community in the holy land and here's what's crazy it ain't just gonna be the three of us because you are officially invited to come with me, Lisa Whittle, and Jamie Ivy to experience the holy land. Can you even believe it? Oh my God. <gasps> this special trip is open to men and women, young and old. And honestly, the company that we're going through, y'all, it's like high-end boutique experience. But even more than that, this trip is gonna awaken your heart, your mind, And it's going to be so sacred, y'all. Me and Jamie and Lisa, we're going to be bringing some powerful teachings to you. We're going to grow deeper. Y'all know we're going to have a fun time, okay? It is going to be a party for Jesus, of course. And we're also going to embrace the hardened holy parts of our own stories. It's just going to be special. We're going to the Holy Land June 17th through the 25th, 2024. And I can't even describe how... Many cities, places, we are going on this amazing journey. So what I want you to do is head to the website premierisrael.com backslash holy land, okay? I'm gonna say that one more time for the people in the back. Premier P R E M I E R Israel premierisrael.com backslash holy land. All the details are there. Make sure you grab your tickets, y'all, because we can't take everybody and all your mom and them, okay? It's in a limited trip, high-end boutique, all the way to the Holy Land, and you're just not going to want to miss it. It's going to be the time of our lives. I know it, and Jesus is going to meet us there. premierisrael.com backslash holy land. See y'all there. <laughs>
1: it's so good and god is so for you and like when he looks down and he goes it's not good for a man to be alone he didn't write that in there for him like he wasn't shocked he wrote that for you he wrote that so that you would know listen the way i created your body and your mind and your spirit mm. is to actually heal in community and with invitation with me coming into the story not just give it to god i hate that phrase (laughs) because it's not biblical yeah it's not i just gonna give it to god and leave it that's not that's that's a transactional No, this is relational you know like god's like i want to enter into the pain but we're so programmed to just minimize it or forget it and like you said now it's not that pain is easier like you know my mom committed suicide that wasn't an easy moment for me because i'd done this work it, the pain still hit the difference is i was i knew how to then grieve in a way that brought healing and, and instead of avoidance or minimization these behaviors these outward external ways of trying to deal with my pain rather than god doing an internal change and that's That is a fully alive life, not the absence of pain, but the presence of God in our pain.
0: Okay. I want to back us up a little bit because one of the things that we talked about on your podcast, when we kind of unpacked some of the the parts of your book, free and fully alive is this whole idea of of connection to self and Mm -hmm. don't get it twisted. If you're listening and watching, we ain't talking about these little self cares, drink some essential Mm -hmm. oils. And put yourself before God. That's not what this concept is. And so, Carrie, I want you to unpack this idea that we deeply have to connect to ourselves. I think this this like sucker punches the whole give it to God thing because it's like, whoa, like that's you're bypassing at this point. Talk to us about what it means to connect to ourselves when it comes to our painful parts of our stories.
1: Right. Well, let's just take a look at the Bible, right? So first of all, Scripture is pretty clear. You seek and then you find. You knock and the door opens. There is, an, there is an action that has to happen of a realization, I'm at the end of myself and now I actually need to invite God. People would ask me a lot, well, why don't you start with the invitation of God? And I said, because let's look at the reality. The reality is an, a human operating in free will does not go to God before they realize their need. So let's look at scripture. The prodigal son sitting with the pigs, looking around, going, "I'm about to eat pig food, and my and my father's house. The servants eat better than I do." This was not. I'm going to go back to my father because of the four spiritual laws, and you ma, know, ma, because ma, ma. of that I really great Jesus. sermon. Right? No, I'm going to go back to God. I'm going to go to my father because I'm hungry. Yeah, and I'm like, tripping. It was guttural. <laughs> yeah, and I've been tripping. Everything's gone everything's gone i have nothing left i'm about to eat pig food yep like like i'm at the end of myself there was a conscious decision come on that said i need to turn which is really the, the repentance yep. so i need to turn from that which i'm doing because i'm at the end of myself and so connection to self is a pillared step if we stop a connection to self then we're just talking about spirituality spirituality will not save you it will actually be bondage for you it will actually move you into self-actualization it will move you into trying to heal your own story which will operate in behavior modification so it'll always move you back into the cycle spirituality is a cycle of false freedom it's behavior modification with with connection to self it is the stepping stone Mm. to going okay. I am at the end of myself. My gut is hungry. Yeah, I need food. I need something or I'm going to die. Come on. And then I take that step. And because of that realization, I come into invitation with Jesus to go, okay, look, Jesus, My I, bad, dog. I, I got nothing left.
0: I got I've, nothing I've been left. out here doing a little too much, man. This has been a little crazy.
1: <laughs> it's been, I, and what I love about that story is the prodigal just trying to like, start talking like, and then I'm doing this. And then, and he's like, (laughs) look, brother, I know what you've been doing. The town have been talking. Go back to your daddy house and sharing." But instead he just looks and says, I'm just glad you're home. I'm just glad you're here. And that invitation where we were, we are lacking in those places where our heart was broken and we needed someone to tend to us and those someones were not there. Yeah. So we operated to try to heal our own heart. It's in that moment of connection to self, naming the harm and the truth, a coupled with invitation, God, enter into my story, the great incarnation, enter into my story. And it's here where he said, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And so he knows that in order for trauma to heal in our body and process through stuck trauma, we have to have comfort and care. So he says, you mourn and then you're comforted because he knows how the body operates and then blessing comes and then blessing comes. And that's the restoration. And so when I say connection to self, it is essential. Yeah, You cannot be set free if you don't name the truth.
0: Ooh, okay. Listen, when you were talking, my brain started to calculate like how important connection to self really is because like, we, let's just talk about church hurt for a second, because I don't know. Let's just mm-hmm. get even more controversial, you know? Um, mm-hmm. When I think about my journey of having my own, like, real hard, toxic church experience, the truth is I wasn't able to heal that part of my story until I was able to say, huh, I was the one that chose to make my pastor my savior and not Jesus. But... Mm-hmm it was it's easier for me to be so angry at the pastor and to blame him for accepting, you know, all of this flattery and for him for spiritual manipulation and all the things but i would have stayed stuck in anger and bitterness if i didn't first be honest enough really and be humble enough to say oh there's something in me that's broken i was attracted to controlling behavior manipulation because my daddy because my ex-husband and now i'm just clinging on to this with my pastor but we have to be able to be humble enough to recognize the brokenness on the inside of us that not gave merit or invitation to pain but Mm. that was a part of the brokenness that is this world in order that god can become bigger and I just, right. all that in my little brain just all calculated. When you were talking, I was like, mm-hmm. if I don't do that all the time, then what do I need God for? If I don't continue right. to assess all of my weakness, then what right. do I need the power of God for? It's so important right. that we do that. I'm going to take this a
1: step further. Okay, let's go I us go deeper, because why not? Like, let's go, let's, why not, why yeah, not? Oh, yeah. So here's the thing, like, I I actually don't and, and this is just, you know, we're just talking. It's just me Talk and you. Is just no minimalist. one's listening to this. It's just me and you. <laughs> it's hundreds uh, of thousands. Uh, of <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know fully if the reason why you operated with oh, a man, me. a pastor who, you know, uh, abused you because this because of so much of the setup of your home mm. and your and your. Like I know your story, and you've yeah. written about it in your book. Yeah. But we if we could get all the way back to under and this is what we're talking about, there is a why. There is always a place when we allow harm to come, and this is where we have to have empathy, empathy for a little girl that had to operate in such big girl shoes to care for a mom who was sick, to care yeah. to to understand that there was an absence of nurture and care because mom's sick, dad's you know, dad is not nurturing and caring, and and very absent. And when he's present, there's violence. And so, when we look at that situation, we go, "Wait a minute!" In your little mind, you were so desperate for someone to actually parent you, yep, and someone to actually care for you that we opted for because no one dealt with the root. did not matter we what it looked like. For yeah, like and actually yep. when and when we're in abusive situations, in the beginning, it feels like care. Oh,
0: you're like, oh it feels why, like, look, oh I've my gosh, it. you care
1: so much about yes, me. Yes. You you're obsessed with me. Yeah. And when we're at such a broken state, we go, oh my gosh, he really loves me because he doesn't want me to leave the house. Oh my gosh, he really loves me because he wants to to siphon all of my goodness. Like that means he really loves me and he controls me. And it is this this grid and these blinders that we have. And this is why it is so important to take a look and go, wait a minute, this is not healthy, but why am I attracted to this? Yes. Why do I need this in my life? Ah, because there's a six-year-old that literally was not parented and was desperate for someone to care. Now what I can do is go back with empathy, not judgment. Yep. You know, I can blame the pastor all I want, uh-huh. but it's not going to get me anywhere. But if I could get to the little one that goes, actually, I'm going to have empathy for that little one and grieve what she didn't receive. Because when I do that, I begin to heal. And then I go, wait a minute, that's not what love is. That's oh, not what care That's, the key that's right a there. false sense then of Then
0: you can see the red flags. Then you yes. can see what love actually looks like so yes. that you don't perpetuate the cycle of pain. A hundred percent
1: and and this is painful because we ha- we do have to grieve mm. but let me ta- let me ask this question to the ones that are listening what's more painful to live in a state of constant um uh, 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 like walking on eggshells, hurt, not understanding, cynicism, bitterness, and everyone is against you, or you've turned on yourself so much that you're you're your worst enemy, or going back and actually doing the work that's going to be hard in the moment, but will have a lifetime of freedom on this side of heaven, or living a lifetime of bondage just so that you don't have to be empathetic to the six-year-old. This is the lie of the enemy. This is the great lie of the enemy. It's crazy. He wants us to say Stop. And I want to pull the veil back. And I just want to expose like what he's been doing, unnamed, unchallenged for all these years in your story. Yeah. All because of the pain that you experienced and no one had the tools to care for it. But now you're no longer six. You're an adult person. And you can actually look at those things and go, if, if I could not be rescued then, then I, with the power of God, can go back and rescue. I can do that now.
0: Gosh, that made me cry a little bit I just got the chills well it's it's so empowering I think for people because you don't have it to is. stay in the valley you don't have to stay into extreme pain you now as mm-hmm. an adult person <laughs> can go back mm-hmm. with Jesus and rescue those parts of you that are that have felt betrayed yep. that were abandoned that were abused that were hurt you don't have to stay there <gasps> Mm -hmm. That's going to set somebody free today. Hey, you guys, I'm just pausing the podcast real quick because one of the things that's super important to me is that we raise up a generation who can hold their real big feelings. Who can stare insecurity in the face and say, you do not get to run my life. And I think the only way for us to do that is to be able to look our babies in the eyes, our nieces and nephews, our small little cousins, our siblings in the eyes and tell them your feelings matter. So you may have seen this announcement already, but I just wanted to come on here and tell my podcast family that I have officially launched my very first kid's book. It's called Broken Crayon Still Color. Y'all, it's a story of a little girl named Avery, and she's processing through all these big feelings, and her little bitty crayon friends help her do it, y'all. It is beautiful. The book is intricately put together with kids in mind, but also it's practical There's guidance there for parents and caregivers and grandmamas and aunties and all the people so they can help the kids in their lives process their big feelings and live a life on the offense and not the defense. Many of us are in counseling. Many of us are in deep community trying to figure out what happened when we were kids. Why didn't we address these things early on? And so I have prayerfully worked real hard to create something so good for your littles. There's even a color wheel in the back so that your kids could start processing how to name their feelings. It is just a real good resource. I want to encourage you right now. Buy these books. Buy them for your kids. Buy them for your nieces and nephews, your little cousins and them. Buy it for kids that go to your schools. I mean, if you're a teacher, get it for your classroom. It's just a great resource. It's called Broken Crayons, Still Color. And you can go to Collier.com backslash crayons to pick it up or even Amazon, local bookstores, anywhere that books are sold. This cutie little book will be in there. I hope you get it. Love y'all. Dr. Kurt Thompson says this, and probably a million other people, that sometimes it's not even that we're afraid to grieve, it's that we are afraid that we would have to grieve alone. And so I want to jump to this third part of really living a free and fully alive life, and it's connecting with others. And Mm -hmm. I want to dissect it a little bit, because I think we, at this point, our Christianese life and... I don't know, this generation. Like, I think everybody knows, like, we need community, right? Like, we've done the small group models for years and years and years in the church and all the Mm -hmm. things. But I want to poke the bear a little bit
1: because Mm -hmm.
0: I think people think that having some deviled eggs and charcuterie and watching a Bible study is what we're talking about. And I actually don't think that's what it is. I don't think it's you coming in your Sunday's best on a Tuesday night to your friend's house that you've been trying to impress with other parents, making sure that your kids are civilized in their house and putting on these masks so that you can come and have a little two-hour Bible study is what this is. I think we're talking about something much deeper, much more naked, might I say. And I want you to talk about like the the type of healing community that you're really referring to because i i think people need to know.
1: Yeah, i mean, i talk yeah. about this in the book um and the, what we're asking of you, what god is asking you, i want to be make very clear, yeah. i i get it. It's risky. Yeah. Right? Like where yeah. we have been the most harmed is by other people. Yeah. And that has set yep. us up for where we are today. That's that's point blank. That's human that's humans across. No one listening on this podcast has been like, nope, i have all, every single relationship i've ever had has been wonderful <laughs> and great. Yeah. There's just no one, right? Yeah. There was a moment two years ago when I moved to Illinois, I've I've struggled with depression my whole life, Uh, take medication for it. I I have a chemical imbalance, I've I've always had it. Um, But this move to Illinois really, and it was out of COVID, really brought up some stuff in me. Well, I was counseling and doing a lot of coaching, i was sitting at a table 2 coworkers were there brand new i don't barely know them very well we're sitting at their table we're talking about some work stuff i get a call the call that i get is about a guy that i've been coaching and counseling he's suicidal and it just triggered something in me i started to to cry and feel all of a sudden i start to and this is my go-to i start to feel the shame i need i should have done more what what can i do how can i rescue this and in that moment at the table these two people could have been like Carrie, you're amazing. Don't worry about, like, you're so great. Instead, they said, hey, I can see you're upset. What, what's going on? And I began to share, and they started to ask questions. Now, let me tell you, I, I don't I don't unzip in front of people very often. Right, 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 right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty guarded. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I'm pretty guarded. Yeah, There's very few, I mean, steps. you know yeah. a lot about me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you're not going to hold me. Like, I, like I'm vigilant, right? Like, okay. you're not going to be able to hold me well. You don't know anything. Like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm all up in my business. I get my head about stuff. And so, but in this moment, it just, it overtook me. I couldn't, you couldn't even contain it. uh, No, I just couldn't contain it. And the way this couple is not, they're not like, you know, trained professionals. They're not like, you know, he was the video guy and she was, she's a mom. Like, you know, she's just, they're just a couple, they're just loving people, you know, just like, and they started to ask questions and the questions they started asking me. I remember the one invitation of the question said, Carrie, are you crying for him? or are you crying for you? And I just began to weep and, and it hit me hard. And I said, I, I think I'm crying for me. Like, And I said, I just, I so relate to that feeling of not wanting to live, just came out of my mouth. And she spoke up and she said, how long have you felt like that? And I, Ooh, I just I said chills. under my breath, my whole, I know I said my, my whole life. And we began, they, she grabbed my hand and he grabbed my other hand. They go, what do you need from us right now? And literally I said these words. I said, please don't leave after I share this. Because my go-to feeling is that when I am vulnerable and I'm exposed, I'm too much for people yep. and they leave, right? This is my narrative and this is what the enemy says. Don't you share because when you share, it's going to be too much and they're going to leave you and you're be left alone. So you just keep it inside and they just looked at me and they said we will not go anywhere we're here and something happened in them so when i talk about connection to others I- i'm not talking about you know i love bethmore do a
0: bethmore bible study that'll that'll help set you free cuz you love good right. i did her insecurity uh, bible study and it set me free in some ways okay
1: I know. Anyway. I mean, there, there's some good stuff in there, but, but if you're just hoping to get one through seven in the questions and no one's ever seen your heart, I don't care how holy that book, that book is. It's not going to, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's in those moments that you're willing to risk. Yeah, You're willing to risk and go, I am going to put myself out there with someone who's a trusted friend, counselor, could be a counselor. And you know, we're all about therapy over here, but I know that most of us can't afford therapy. And and if freedom was contingent upon us going to therapy, then God would be a cruel
0: God. Oh, we can't that's sleep. so good. Well, right? I'm sorry. And I had he's to-
1: not, he's, it's true, right? And so connection to others is the setup of going, I'm going to choose to risk and share and, and allow them to hold, although imperfectly, because no one's perfect the ability to just let them. If you're on the receiving side of that and someone has shared with you, can I just encourage you, you aren't here to rescue them or fix them. You just ask the question, How? what do you need from us? What has it been like carrying this kind of pain? Thank you so much for sharing with me. These are the things that just allow the grief to be held and something supernaturally happens. So I give you that as a context of understanding that connection to others is less about you fixing them and you being fixed. It's more about holding your tears and mm-hmm. understanding that it is through comfort that heals embedded trauma and pain and allows it to process through the body. And the outcome of
0: that is restoration. Ooh, child. Well, folks, I don't know if you... I, I know there has been one thing, let me just say, that <laughs> has radically changed your life today. Good Lord. I'm still... I'm like... Here's what I like about talking to you, Keri, like, because I'm a nerd as well. And I love all this information because it honestly makes God bigger for me. Like, it just does. I'm like, I grew up all my life thinking like, oh, he's he's, he was just the God of the universe that created all the things. He was just the God that saved your mom and them in a a children's church. And he's just the God at Mm -hmm. summer camp. But he is also Mm -hmm. the God that has literally and intricately designed our bodies to heal. Yes. Yes. And that just like it still blows my mind. It still makes him so much bigger. And I think for those of you listening and watching, like you got to know that he just he is not just the God that holds pain. He is the God that holds access to our healing. He is pointing us in the direction you you are literally not listening or watching this podcast for Any other reason, but for God coming after you right now saying, look, I've got some resources for you. Look, I've got some answers for you. Look, you don't have to stay there. Like, I just hope that you're not listening and watching this episode like, oh, that was really good. Like, I hope that you are Mm. like, let me rewind that. Let me get this book. Let me order free and fully alive by Carrie. Like, okay, okay, okay. Like, I don't have to stay here. Like, for Mm. some of you, listening to this episode and implementing it in your life could be the very thing that sets you free. Please, Jesus. Okay. I just want to say okay. that. All right, Carrie, I got yeah. one more question. For eighteen ninety nine. For, for I'm like, <laughs> bro, for, for two matcha lattes at the Starbucks. <laughs> okay? And trust me, I know because right? I, I keep I need to stop getting so many. Anyways, um Okay, Kara, one last question for you. Um uh, so yeah, we're in the series. I've asked everyone this. Uh, mm. called Worshiping When It Hurts, and it's mm. It's all about like choosing to still stand, I think is what it really is. Like as I'm thinking about all the episodes that we've already done, like choosing to Mm. still stand when it hurts. You've got somebody that that's sitting across from you, Carrie, and they're saying, listen, I'm on the road to freedom. I'm pressing in. I'm connecting to myself. I'm connecting to my divine creator. I'm connecting to others. But it is just it just sucks. It just is hard. What's Mm. a word of encouragement that you can give to them right now? Yeah, I mean, I I love
1: this still standing. I I want to give maybe a flip side of mm. of an invitation.
0: Yeah.
1: I think about my daughter um mm. who's 12. Well, it's going to make me cry. I but she had a really yes, she uh, Dylan and Roma together. oh They will take magic. over the world. Oh, truly. I mean, truly it, it's too yeah. much. It's it, it's you and me and little people. <laughs> anyway, this podcast can be too long. We start okay. talking about that. But yeah. she came into my room the other night. She had a friendship issue. And you know when you're twelve, that that's that's everything, right? Like yep. it, this girl was being mean, but she really likes her, and she just was heartbroken, and she came in. And my instinct is to kind of be like, "You've got this." Like, you know, you're a good friend, also, because I'm a kind of a ratchet mom. I'm like, "That girl's a jerk," so we don't <laughs> but need get to be her girl. That to you us, <laughs> yeah, right. But instead, in that moment, I just knew in my spirit. What she needs right now, and I said, Roma. I was sitting on the bed. I said, Roma, come here. And she laid on the bed. I just said, lay down. She put her head on my lap. I I knew that 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 she's going to get on the other side. I knew it. But I began to stroke her hair and just love on her. And I said, just tell me how how hard this has been. Tell me what it feels like. And mm. she's like, I just feel like they don't understand me. I feel like I'm so lonely. And I just loving on her head and mm. um. <laughs> And it then I don't me. know what came over me. I know, but I just started rubbing it. And I just said, blackbird singing in the dead of night, take these broken wings and learn to fly all my life. I've been waiting for this moment to arrive. And I just started to sing over her. Mm. And I just, I feel like for so much of us, guys, listen, at the end of the day, God is God is going to be with you. You will yeah. stand another day. Yep. But some days, some days it's okay to lay down and rest your head and go, God, it is in the worship that will you sing life over me. That even if I can't sing, even if it feels like just, I, I wanna be an overcomer. I wanna stand up. And some days he says, hey, um, why don't you just lay down? and 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 the worship is is the fact that you lay on the father's lap you let him stroke your hair he he just sit, says over you how hard this is he reminds you hey i actually cried first i cried for this situation first because i knew how this would hurt you and how it would how it would bring such heartache and yet i'm here and he just sings blackbirds singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly. And I just think sometimes we just need to know it's okay to lay down, that an act of worship is laying down in your father's lap and knowing that even though these tears are big, they are met with a father who says, in the irony of it all, I catch every tear that falls. And I know every hair on your head. I'm so intricately involved in your life that when you lay down, it's not an act of giving up. It's an act of being soothed and surrendered, and it's here that my song over you will encourage you to keep going.
0: Oh, I've cried on every episode. I just want to say that. And I thought I was going to do good. I I hadn't cried really much. I teared up a little bit, but a couple tears just fell right down the nose, messed up my makeup. We just talked about the kids, right? Oh, it's over. I mean, yeah. You talk about any any age under eighteen, it's over for me. It's over for me. Um, you know, usually I ask the guest to, to pray, but Mm. I want to pray over you and I want to pray over this book. And, um, yeah, I just felt, I felt led to do that. So I'm going to pray. Lord, we just, first of all, we just thank you so much for our stories. All of them, like from the top to the bottom. I thank you for Carrie's story. I thank you, God, that you were with her in every crevice and every moment and every you, stage and every performance, in the grief that mm. is losing her mom, Father. God, in the doubts and in the perseverance, in the standing and in the laying, God, I just thank you Jesus. that you were with Carrie and you still are. God, I thank mm. you so much that you saw fit that after all these years of her <laughs> writing and putting content out and studies out and doing courses and classes and certifications that you saw fit for her to put words into a book that would touch the world Mm. a book god that would quite literally impact this generation and the generation of our daughters and their daughters and the sons thereafter and all the way into infinity god that these words would set people free what an honor and a gift what a privilege it is father that you have given us purpose and meaning and a redefined story. Mm. Thank you, God. Mm. God, I pray over Carrie in these coming days as she officially launches this book, as she does all these podcasts, as she markets this book out into the world. God, I pray that you give her internal rest to know that she has done enough because she is enough. Mm. She is your daughter. And that title alone comes first before author, speaker, coach, Mm. any of those, Father, that it's the title daughter that's going to matter for eternity. We love you so much, God. We pray right now for the people listening and watching this podcast that they just would know that they have an answer. There is an answer. There are resources. There is hope on the other side Yes. that I pray that they would take action today that they would mm. not just wallow in cool words and a great video mm. and a little podcast app, God, but they would take what we're saying today, that they would yes, order Father. this book, God, and that they would implement it. And I pray mm. that in the next six months, in the next year, they would look back and say, them two crazy mm. girls, Carrie and Tony, <laughs> Thank partnered you, God. with Jesus. Thank you, God. Help to set me free. Hallelujah. In yes. Jesus' name. Maybe in mm. Jesus
1: name. Amen. Amen. <gasps> You're my dearest. I, I adore you. <gasps> I love you too. We have a we have a just, so a, just a little romance going on over here. So much not. <laughs> so love you guys. I and love, love this podcast. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for being for here, Gary. For saying real things. Oh, what an honor. What an honor. Thank you.
0: Hey fam! I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring podcast. It's produced by me, your host Tony Collier, and edited by Robert Elkins. The music is by my sweet husband Sam Collier, lead pastor of Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics, and beautiful things you see marketing the podcast are by my good friend Natalie Maxi of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy, and if you love listening to the podcast let me just tell you right now you're gonna really love watching the episodes head on over to my youtube channel at tony j collier and check out the full episodes from top to bottom edited by my good friend kendall patterson of lovely house media and i want to remind you of this you can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley love you